Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stopulus every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting today from the Mercy Live Up studios, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM, around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com. Also, please like the show on Facebook and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I am Joe Stopulis, and today I will be joined by Alan Hunt to discuss Noah in our Great Men of the Bible series. Let us start in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. This is the third episode of our series on great men in the Bible, and the first two have really dealt with kind of setting the stage. Uh, we had Jeff Cavins on in the first episode to kind of give us an overview of the, the Bible in its entirety. We talked a lot about the different genres of uh, of literature that we're talking with here, some poetry, some historic, uh, some is, is, is again, a historical novel, uh, all different genres throughout the Bible. Last week we talked with Katie Patrizio, and we had her on to discuss the fall, Adam, creation, the fall, and why we need salvation. Today we're going to turn to the next chapters in Genesis. So we're going to cha- uh, chapters 6 through 9, and we're going to talk about Noah and all of the uh, all of the trials and tribulations that Noah went through in his life and why he is a great man of the Bible. And to do that, uh, Alan Hunt will be joining us on the other side of the break. Alan Hunt, a great speaker and author, uh, and he'll help us dive into the story of Noah and really help us to understand why is Noah a great man and what we can learn from Noah living as men in 2019. So we're going to head to a short break, and when we return, Alan Hunt will be with us. So stick around, and we'll be right back. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. cpcustomhomes.com. I want to thank McDonald Imaging Solutions. They are sponsors of Man Up. If you were at the state fair this year, they were the ones who provided the new tents and the Pope on a Stick fans that we used. McDonald Imaging Solutions is a family business with thousands of promotional items to choose from. They do things from labeling to marketing, printing, and provide all kinds of promotional products. Marty will personally help any business, big or small, to build their brand with corporate apparel and promo items. McDonald Imaging Solutions. Building brands, attracting new customers online at McDonaldImagingSolutions.com. Thank you, R&R Realty Group, for supporting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. R&R Realty Group is an Iowa commercial real estate owner and developer that provides services for all commercial real estate needs, including brokerage, interior space planning, real estate management, construction, and more. R&R Realty Group has been accommodating business expansions and real estate solutions since 1985, solving commercial real estate needs. R&R Realty Group, establishing long-term relationships built on trust. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know... 
Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios. Heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. I am Joe Stopulos, and today I'm joined by Alan Hunt. Dr. Alan Hunt is a nationally known speaker and best-selling author. He's written many books, including the best-selling Confessions of a Megachurch Pastor, How I Discovered the Hidden Treasures of the Catholic Church. He received his Master's in Divinity from Emory University before earning a Doctorate in New Testament and Ancient Christian Origins, from Yale University. Alan, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Joe. Good to be with you, my man. Let's hopefully be able to put that uh, that doctorate in New Testament and ancient Christian origins to use here uh, on our on our episode here on Noah. Uh, Is so that why you invited me to talk about yeah, Old Testament? Yeah, maybe. Well, we'll figure it out. You know, there's, <laughs> there's hopefully enough parallels between the two that we can get some of that stuff out. Uh, so this is the third episode of the series. Um, the first episode we did was a, a Bible overview. The second one was uh, was about Adam and the fall. So now we're actually getting into what would I call our, our first great man of the Bible. Uh, and I'm sure many of our fami- our listeners are familiar with, with Noah and the story of Noah from their childhood. But I, I guess my major concern with this specific great man of the Bible is that many of us probably stopped at the childhood version of Noah and have not explored the life, a, a, an example of Noah you know, through adult eyes. So is there a way you could give us some, maybe some context of the Noah story before we get uh, all the way through it? Well, I mean, it's it's a bigger story than I think we oftentimes remember. I mean, we kind of remember the flood and uh, the dove and 40 days and a lot of rain and two by two, and that's about what we remember. But <laughs> you, you've got sort of the, the initial thing of um, it's essentially humankind and creation is on trial. We're basically being indicted by God as he sees the wickedness of the earth and that he had these high hopes for us, and we've um, turned our backs on him, and so we haven't honored God um, as God, and so God's heart is broken by that, and that kind of sets the stage. So, I mean, it really has, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's a very grand story, if you think about it, in that regard, is God's got this creation, and we've rebelled against him and turned away, um, and then he's faced with a big decision, and that's where Noah comes in. You know, it doesn't take long for us to get there. You know, I we joked last time the creation happened in Genesis one and two, and by by the third chapter, we're already falling. And now we're getting to the sixth chapter of Genesis, where things are going so poorly that God's getting ready to hit the reset button. Uh, so again, it doesn't take long for man to to screw this up pretty wickedly. Um, so by the time we get to the ch- sixth chapter, we're now going to introduce Noah. Uh, why why do you think God chose Noah? Well, and I guess one one, uh, one other thing on that, Joe, is I, you know there's a couple of verses in this story that um, that really grabbed me, and one of them is as you were just alluding to, you know, sort of the recurrence of sin. But in Genesis six verse eleven, the earth was corrupt in God's sight; the earth was filled with violence. Um, and so, you know, I think as as modern folks and as Americans, we think somehow you know the world's 
far worse than it's ever been. And in fact, it, it probably looks a lot like <laughs> it mm-hmm. always has. You know, we just we we don't get along. We don't like each other. We start fighting. We I want your stuff. You want my stuff. And um, so that kind of recurs. But right before that, you've got the um, the, the the famous verse there in, in verse nine that Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. That's that's a pretty bold verse right there, man. Mm-hmm. Righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. Wouldn't mind somebody saying that about me. Yeah, I think the the last guy to walk with God was Adam prior to the fall. So I'm I'm noticing a a a, a trend there with walking with God. And again, yeah, I like the way the juxtaposition there that Noah was a righteous man, blameless, walking with God, and then boom, now the earth was filled with the earth was corrupt in God's sight and filled with violence. So obviously, God saw Noah as the the last light per se uh, on the earth and needed needed someone. Yeah, and again, in fact, as I'm sitting here looking at it again, you get that verse right before that: Noah found favor in the sight of the Lord. Um, so was he the only one? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but did he stand out? Yeah. Um, blameless in his generation. And then we find out as you get into the flood story exactly, um, exactly why. You know, one of the thing, one of the things that, uh, frustrates me beyond and today is as we continue, this is a, a total side note from the Noah story, but they go back to it. But as we continue to push God out of school, out of the public square, out of, out of just the public life in general and try to, try to trap God and say, hey, listen, that's for you and your private time on Sundays or within your home or whatever it is. If we don't understand the sinfulness, the, the inclination to sin uh, as human beings, as men living today, how are we as society going to, to, to rectify that? You know, we The more we understand ourselves and understand that we are fallen human beings in need of a Savior— the more we're willing to probably do the work that's necessary to fix that. Anyway, that comes to me as no, we're sitting here six chapters into Genesis. Yeah, but you're, I mean, you're exactly right, Joe. I mean, to me, that's the whole point of this. I mean, because when, when you shared with me this series, you know, my first response is I, I'd really like to talk about the patriarchs because I've, I've, I'm working on a Bible study. Um, I'm not sure when it'll come out because it's, it's slow, slow sledding. But um, on, on Genesis, and the more time I spend in Genesis, I mean, it, it's all there. You just you, you realize just how rascally we are, how rebellious we are. That there's something in our nature that um, turns away from God, and that flies in the face of the culture that you and I live in, where you know all we need is just to be able to be free to do whatever we want to do, and that somehow is the highest uh, form of, of good. When we realize that the, the freer we are, if we're not careful, the more rebellious and, and the more completely unaligned with God we are. And you can legislate, you can pass laws, and and all this kind of stuff, and try to pursue governmental um, things all you want. But at the end of the day, you and I have hearts that can only be remedied, like you said, by the by the one Savior who can uh, who can redeem us and save us and turn us around. And I joked about this previously on the series, but this is going to be a reoccurring trend to our listeners that this whole fall salvation, fall salvation will continue throughout until we get to Jesus. So get used to <laughs> us falling, it? <laughs> because it's, I mean, as soon as I don't want to get too far ahead of the story, but. Uh, I mean, as soon as the flood happens, the Tower of Babel is quickly behind that. I mean, it's, just, it's, it, coming, it's coming along in what chapter ten or chapter it's, eleven? Chapter eleven, boom, we have it <laughs> right far. away. It's not far off, man. No, so <laughs> I mean, it just, and then it just continues to happen. I think the whole and we'll obviously get to judges, but the whole book of Judges is is yeah. a good judge, boom, a good judge fall. They're bad, they're good. Anyway, so we'll get yeah, there, but, and, and that's why. But that's why the Old Testament, the Old Testament is so important mm-hmm. because it, because it, you. you as you understand the Old Testament, you begin to understand human nature, and you begin to be a little less 
um, Pollyannish about how everybody should do this and how how easy. You, you just you recognize we're, we're fallen creatures, and the the history that we're seeing lived out around us right now it's not new. It's not new. Well, it's one of the great blessings of the Catholic Church as well is that there are so many churches today that really just hold on to the New Testament. And squeeze the New Testament as, lo- as, lo- as hard as I can and try to ignore the Old Testament because some of the hard teachings in it. Um, and it's, it's complicated. There's a lot going on in it. But as Catholics today, we embrace, we preach it at every Mass, the Old Testament, because without knowing where we came from and understanding how the two are combined, uh, we miss such a large part of the story. And, and that's yeah, why I mean, Jesus makes no sense unless you understand the nature of sin. And, and the Old Testament helps us understand um, just how sinful we are. You know, and that's why you, you look at the book of Hebrews talks about Noah a, a lot. And there's a handful of yep. other things in, and, and I believe Peter as well talks about Noah and they, they go back to the patriarchs. They go back to the beginning because they understand that these stories, these truths that are being told through the story of, uh, of Noah and, and Abraham are all, they, they're in our DNA, you know? Yep. So we have, Noah being called by God, and God commands Noah to make an ark. I'm going to ask you to maybe add a little bit of color to this. I think it's it's we take for granted the fact that God just said, "Hey, Noah, do this." And Noah did it. Everyone had to have thought he was out of his mind. Yeah, I mean, put yourself uh, in shoes. Yeah, but, but, yeah, I mean. Because you get the again, just looking at chapter six, you get that that command to go build the ark, um, and he tells him exactly how to do it. And then I'm going to establish my covenant, uh, my covenant with you. In the last verse of chapter six, Noah did this. He did everything that God commanded him. Um, and you think about first of all, going and telling his wife, "All right, honey, here's we, we're going to have to change gears here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, I'm going to have to close down the shop. I'm going to have to um, tidy up the farm because I need to go build this huge boat in the backyard." Um, and we're going to take two by two, and God's going to destroy everything else. You know, if I wouldn't have that conversation with my wife, I can I can imagine where that would go. <laughs> um, it, it would go big fat nowhere. And then you start thinking about all of your family and your friends and the and the, and the people in the community, the mockery, and the ridicule that he had to have endured, <laughs> just trying to be faithful to, to to what he was doing. And he did. You know, it's interesting. He didn't go out and go around. Hey, man, the rest of y'all are a bunch of bags of dirt. I'm I'm the holy guy here. Uh, God's chosen me. You better watch out because um, you're going to all drown and lotted and lorded over him. He just quietly went about his business and, and was unconcerned. He really was, you know, you know the famous phrase. He really was performing for an audience of one. He really only was concerned with what God thought. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the timing of this. So I, there are three cartoons I read every morning. Um, <laughs> I will get to one. This is just random timing. Today's one of them is called the Flying McCoys, and it had. It's got Noah walking away from two guys and, hey, nice high water. Yeah, winds of floods. So and they're making fun of his pants being hiked up. Yeah. And it says Noah will get the last laugh. Anyway, yeah. a point of everyone had to have been thinking he was crazy out of his mind, but he didn't care. He didn't care about public opinion. He cared about what God had to say to him and what he what God's will was in his life. That, to me, is one of the most important takeaways from the story of Noah. It's just if you're living the Catholic life, if you're doing the Christian thing, it's going to be tough. And the world is going to possibly, at times, think you're crazy, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's got the audience of one. You know, my my deepest relationship is with God. I'm going to seek to be faithful to Him, um, as Thomas Merton taught us. You know, Lord, I I'm going to try to be faithful. I don't know that I am being faithful, but I'm trying, and I think that that pleases you. 
Um, and I'm not, I'm really not going to be concerned with what a lot of other people have to say because everybody else is a fallen sinful creature like I am and not sure if their perspective is any better than mine. So obviously Noah has a strength of faithfulness. Anything else you would, you would point out to as far as here's a great example of what Noah does that we can take away from his men? Well, there's faithfulness and I think there's obedience. Um, and he does what he's asked to do and, and there's perseverance persevering in spite of, mm-hmm. I'm sure, all kinds of opposition and, and hardships to do it. Um, there's also a, a sense of he had his priorities right. I mean, he, once the flood's over, um, in, toward the end of Chapter 8, the first thing he does is he builds an altar to the Lord, um, and, and he responds with worship. Um, so th- this is a guy who, you know, faithful, faithful is a big word. He's faithful in his actions. He's faithful in his worship. He's faithful in his priorities. He's faithful in his perseverance. He's steadfast, man. I mean, he, he really is. You know, one of the things that I think is important to, to pull out of these uh, of these people who seem to be larger than life figures is their weaknesses. And you know, once he comes back, uh, the flood's over. God makes the covenant with him uh, in chapter nine, uh, which I'll talk a little bit about later. The covenant's very important, but. Quickly then in chapter 9, verse 18, uh, Noah becomes drunk. So Noah has weaknesses as well. Uh, I, could, you, sure. oh, could you expound upon, I think it's important for us to understand the weaknesses of these people as well, because they're human beings as well. Yeah, I mean, still, he's still a human being. Mm-hmm. And you know, Noah found favor in the sight of, of the Lord. He was blameless in his generation, but he still doesn't mean he was perfect. Um, it means that he was had devoted himself and had those and had those right priorities. Um, but yeah, he, the, the story does end. I mean, it's sort of one of the last scenes of the story is, uh, Noah's passed out drunk. Um, but, his, but his sons are with him and seek to, to take care of him. And, um, the, he doesn't, he doesn't die till he's 600 years old. So, uh, I, you know, I don't think we look for perfection. We look for what are one of those ideals and what are those characteristics and traits, uh, that made Noah stand out. Why do we remember Noah? thousands of years later and we don't remember um nearly anybody else from that from that same generation yeah and because, I, of those, because of those traits yeah and i i think it's so easy for us especially with the saints to put them on this pedestal of unreachable these people are so unlike me they just they're so much better than me when it's just not true they had faults just like you and i did they had struggles just like you and i did but they just they had virtue they had these strengths that you talked about, obedience, perseverance. They had their priorities right. Were they perfect? No, they weren't. They weren't perfect. There's only one perfect person, one perfect Precisely. person. Uh, and all of them sinned. All of them had weaknesses. And I think that's more of a reason for us to want to enter into relationship with these people, to study them, to know them, because they fought the same fights that we all fought or fight today. That's a great That's a great parallel, though, with the saints. I mean, I think we do the saints a disservice, and we do ourselves a disservice when we idealize them and somehow think that they're these pure, pristine porcelain statues, um, when really they had a, they had a lot of challenges. I mean, you read some of these people's lives, and there was enormous amounts of disobedience. There was enormous amounts of suffering. Um, these were not people who kind of lived in uh, in a test tube or in a bubble. Um, these are people that, that their lives were a mess too. And I think we we do them a disservice by not representing them um, accurately, and therefore we do ourselves a disservice because, like you said, distances us from them instead of learning from what was it about them that caused them to be holy in spite of some of this stuff. Um, and, again, we remember Noah. Uh, kind of hard to come up with anybody else uh, from, from his generation yeah. who we remember at all. Yeah, and one, I want to take a quick step back. You know, As we're 
walking through salvation history, I think it's important for uh, the show to talk a little bit about some of the typographies, some of the important moments that were going on as well. So we we talked about Noah. One of the things I think is important to point out is, you know, with Adam, you had that one holy couple uh, there in Genesis one three. Well, now the next covenant is going to be with Noah, and that happens in Genesis nine, where he where he has a covenant with Noah and his family. So it's grown from a couple to a family, and and we'll see. We'll work our way into one holy Catholic and apostolic church here, in in what would be like three thousand years later, but. There's a covenant in Genesis 9. Anything you want to add to the covenant, Alan? Well, I think it's, you know, it's coming to, uh, that's a great point of kind of starting with the couple, and then you move to the family, and then you move to, you know, by the time you get to chapter 12, you'll have Abraham. Yep. And so then you've got sort of the expanding of this to an entire, um, all of his descendants, and sort of this future of, of all that is to come, and then it begins to unfold. Uh, from that, like you're saying, uh, so it does kind of go out in concentric circles in its in its expansion from the beginning of Adam and Eve to then Noah, to then Abraham, and then the folks who we're going to you know, work our way through to the um, all the way to the sons of Jacob. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would I'd like to point out is you got with with Noah, you've got this baptism, this precursor to baptism with the Ark, the typology. Sure. Of the ark, anything you can add to just to helping our listeners understand the parallel between the ark and, and baptism today? Well, when you think about, you know, like like we said in the beginning, you have sort of the humans are on trial here, um, and we are found lacking and wanting, and so God uh, destroys virtually all of humanity uh, with with water uh, and rebirths. Um, creation rebirths humanity in Noah and his family through through that water, uh, and so it, it's a fascinating thing. I, that, that that'd be a fun a fun topic to pick up on, just sort of the the role of water um, all the way through through the scriptures and through salvation history. But you have that dying of the old and birthing of the new, which is exactly what we see as we as we the old self is put to death. And in baptism, and then raised new in newness of life. Uh, in many ways, God did that not with the individual like He does with us in baptism, but He did that with all of civilization. Any final thoughts on on Noah as a person, the story of Noah? I got a couple of final questions for you, but curious if you had anything you want to maybe tie a bow on the conversation with Noah. No, I guess the the, the last thing I would point out, Joe, just is that you know. Um, it's in spite of the fact that it is, I mean, it's a very, um, in some ways, it's a very gruesome story, uh, the destruction of, of humanity with, through floods. Um, it's clear that chaos and evil don't have the last word, um, that God looks at wickedness and God looks at rebellion and God looks at the chaos that we can create, and that doesn't have the last word. And it, it, it births a new hope through Noah and the, and the covenant. Uh, with the rainbow, and in the same way as we look around our society and around our world today, um, at chaos, at violence, at evil, at wickedness, it's very easy to, to get discouraged when, in fact, um, that reveals our own lack of faith, that God, there is a hope, and, and it, the future does belong to God, and the covenant will prevail in the end. I think that's perfect. Well, hey, I know you've got a book out right now, Dreams from Your, from your Grandchild, uh, Power of a Catholic Grandparent. Could you give us an overview of that? Yeah, Dreams for Your Grandchild, The Hidden Power of a Catholic Grandparent. I, I wrote that just out of response to, you know, obviously, I travel a lot and speak. And at every, and no exaggeration, every single speaking engagement, I get this question from grandparents who are concerned about their grandkids and, 
and particularly about them passing on the faith to their grandkids and the hopes that they have for their family and their grandkids. And so this is this is a book designed to help grandparents dream um, with and for their grandchildren, and it includes a whole lot of stuff on here's how to make sure that your values and your faith get passed on to your grandkids, even in spite of some tough circumstances. So yeah, this came out about a month ago, Dreams for Your Grandchild. Where can you get it? Uh, obviously, you can get it at Amazon, and you can get it at dynamiccatholic.com. Um, it's been one of our featured books there at dynamiccatholic.com for uh, the last couple of weeks. That's, I mean, I think it's a really, really important topic. And I think, obviously, there's a serious demand for that. And, you, and you've already seen that. You've seen it in your, your life traveling around the country. Uh, so, yeah, go out. <laughs> everything you've written has been good, so I'm sure it's going to fall right in line with everything else, Alan. You're a good man, Joe. I appreciate it very much. And we're going to head to a short break. Thanks so much for joining us. Stick around, and we'll be right back. I want to thank McDonald Imaging Solutions. They're sponsors of Man Up. If you were at the State Fair this year, they were the ones who provided the new tents and the Pope on a Stick fans that we used. McDonald Imaging Solutions is a family business with thousands of promotional items to choose from. They do things from labeling to marketing, printing, and provide all kinds of promotional products. Marty will personally help any business, big or small, to build their brand with corporate apparel and promo items. McDonald Imaging Solutions. Thank you, Building Dental brands, Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des DesMoines-DentalAssociates.com. Looking for a family doctor? Vitae Family Cares physician Greg McKernan, a DO, has practiced for 27 years seeing patients of all ages. Vitae is Latin for life, and as a pro-life physician, Dr. McKernan is certified in NAPRO technology. Located at 50th and I-235 in West Des Moines, VitaeFamilyCare.com. Hi, this is Marty McDonald with McDonald Imaging Solutions. It's been my joy to support Iowa Catholic Radio's new event tents and the Pope on a Stick fan used at the Iowa State Fair. McDonald Imaging Solutions, building brands, attracting new customers. McDonaldImagingSolutions.com Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Really happy to have Alan Hunt join me uh, for the conversation on Noah. So many great takeaways from Noah, a man of faith, a man of perseverance. So much we can glean from his example. Uh, Again, can't encourage you enough to really spend time studying and praying with the scriptures. Uh, And we saw that there early on in Genesis. Well, next next week we're going to have on Bud Marr. Uh, Bud Marr, good friend of the show. We'll be making his first appearance uh, without Father Zach here, and uh, we're going to discuss Genesis continuing to go on into the story of Abraham. Uh, the story of Abraham is so rich and compelling, uh, and right now, as we talked about with Dr. Hunt, we went from Adam and Eve, the one holy couple, uh, to Genesis 9, where the covenant moves to Noah and one holy family. Well, very soon here, we're going to be making some covenants with Abraham, uh, and we're going to move to one holy tribe. And that starts that line, that Abrahamic line, uh, which will get us then uh, into the next covenant with with Moses, with one holy nation. But excited to have on Dr. Bud Marr next week, uh, because Abraham is one of those towering figures of our faith. He is the father of our faith. And that will go from Genesis 12, which is kind of the call of Abram, all the way to his death in Genesis 
25. So a fairly significant amount of time of Genesis is spent on the story of Abraham uh, and all that he teaches us, and obviously being the father of many nations, uh, there's going to be a lot. So really excited about next week's episode. Thank you again for joining us today on Man Up on IO Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulus. It's time to man up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulus. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals.